Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode, which is episode 20 of For What It's Worth Coaching Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a while. Too long. Too long. Way too long. And I think we've said this many times before in other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but this is For What It's Worth Coaching Podcast. I'm Coach Ty here with Coach Hines. And today we're going to revisit our why because we've uh, always kind of tried to reestablish our why um, because of certain things happening. Yeah. It's, it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, for those it of you is. that have watched our podcast before or listened to our podcast, uh, you got two coaches who are experts in nothing. Nothing. Passionate about everything mm-hmm. and uh, just have a love for, for what we do. And one of the first podcasts, if not the first podcast we ever did, um, I got to go back to the story of how we started our podcast. Yes. The first one we ever did was talking about our why. <laughs> right. But uh, Coach Ty and I met. About seven years ago when my wife and I moved out here from New Hampshire mm-hmm. and uh, met in church and uh, just developed a friendship right away, a common bond between coaching. Obviously, I coach football, Coach Ty coaches baseball mm-hmm. and uh, has helped out with football in the past. Yes. Um, the best get-back coach ever. One of the greatest. <laughs> and uh, we were actually in a men's bathroom. <laughs> it's true, wasn't it? Yeah. Where, it where, where someone looked over at me, uh, well, someone being Coach Ty, Saying, hey, let's uh, let's let's do a podcast. Sometime. Yeah, yes. is that how it happened? It kind of did, yes. So when, <laughs> when, when we are making millions and Joe Rogan is begging to be on our show, yes, we'll remember that. No, but uh, we talked about our why, and it's important, you know, not only to reestablish it for the podcast sake, um, but I, I often think about when we talk about what a why is, what drives you, what moves you, a lot like culture. Yes. You know, where years ago when I was a head coach in Bedford, we weren't on an island with a naval base. Right. And if a young man or young woman was in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you know they were going to be at Bedford High School and they were going to stay there 99% of the time. We're here in Coronado and we have the blessing behind camera. Going to give a shout out to Graham Graham. Bauer, one of uh, my favorite student athletes, just an amazing young man and uh, athlete. But uh, also a military family that we're blessed to have move in here. And and, uh, Graham, are you staying all four years? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Um, but it's, it's a revolving door of families, coaches, players coming and going. And that's rare right there. Yeah. Here they in stay, the, stay the full, full four, full time. I know you've had players leave halfway through the season because of orders. It's, it's been a challenge. Yes. Yeah, a challenge. But it really made me reevaluate what culture is, and I'm tying this into our why, where it's a living, breathing organism. Right. That not that I ever thought culture was as simple as finding a slogan or a saying and slapping it on a T-shirt or a locker room or weight room wall, but feeding it and nurturing it all the time because you're going to have young men like Graham that are going to buy into the culture and add exponentially to it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have young men like Graham that co- you know come in, buy into the culture, and then a year later are gone. Mm-hmm. And you can't sit back as a coach and say, hey, these players have, have it now. Right. Is yes, certain ones have it, but who can we keep pouring into and building? Right. So with our why, the first thing you know, we write down some bullet points in the wall behind uh, the camera here. We talked about how it's always changing. Always. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that, as far as it changing and, and why it changes and how it changes? Well, I, I think uh, being a head coach in, in a, either a baseball, football, or whatever sport you, you coach, it's always changing. It's just like business. Business is always changing. They're always pivoting to go a different way. So your your why is going to change a little bit too. Like you said, you're gonna you're gonna have an influx of players one year. Half of them might leave because of orders or just family change, or you know, kid comes in his junior year and he comes from a different culture as well. So you got to touch them always differently in uh, every aspect uh, that you can, and being able to switch on a fly and be able to touch that person, you know, um, 
here's one of those things that I just go blank and we don't. It happens through all the time. We don't edit. But so, making a difference. Yeah, making a difference. Exactly. Why. Yeah. And you show your why, and then hopefully they can buy in on it. And so you may have to change your, the way you coach, the way you uh, deliver your message sometimes. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, we have on the board there personnel. So often, I think it's personnel, we think about our players. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had two of our coaches. Brand new to our staff, great young men, loved them. Uh, both had to move away for some personal struggles they were facing. So I had to replace two new coaches. Yeah. So I interviewed in the process of looking for two. I interviewed 11 gentlemen um, and found six gems, just six guys with different strengths, different abilities. But part of that process of interviewing them was sharing my why and wanting to find out what makes them tick. And we've talked about this before. I think every coach I've ever interviewed has the interview answers. I want to give back. I want to make a difference. And everyone says the right thing Mm -hmm. until the proverbial crap hits the fan and you see a game that we're losing or someone talks back in practice and you see a different side of a coach. Right. Um, So it's it's been really empowering for me over the past few months interviewing and hiring six new coaches to share my why and to find out what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. And just during the weight room and spring ball to have conversations with players... uh, one of them, Coach Torres, you know, Coach Romeo Torres, I, I know he won't mind me saying his name, I had a horrible experience as a player, as, as, a, as a high school football player. He, he was bullied, he was just looked over by the coaches, and he was not blaming him, saying he should have started, but just it was not a good experience at all. Right. And in the short month and a half, two months he's been here, he'll probably pull me aside two or three times a week and say, Coach, can I talk to you for a second? And just talk about what he's seeing and what he's already evolving into as a coach mm-hmm. that he's never experienced before, That's not amazing. even, not even in the military. Um, so I, th- I think it's important to look at our personnel, players and coaches, mm-hmm. share a why with them right? so they, they can build upon their own why. Yeah, I um, agree 100%. And you know, also it goes along with that because you, know, you got parents coming in too. And a lot of times their, their son or daughter is starting where they came from. They're coming into this new system, maybe a bigger school with a lot more talent. They're not starting anymore, and for, as a parent, used to their kids starting all the time, not seeing them start anymore is has got to be tough. It's they, challenging. It is very challenging. But I think one of the um, things that as a coach you, you do, and especially at practice, you give them that chance. You know, I'm sure a lot of kids that don't uh, that that don't like like coach uh, the coach you were just talking about. He coach Torres. Coach Torres he probably didn't get the, the the reps he needed during during football, and he felt outcasted. You know, especially during during practice, if you, you include them more during practice, and I think that's where they really earn the playing time. And that's another podcast in itself, right there. But during your playing time there, and 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 if they feel like they got a legitimate shot at trying to get that st- crack that starting lineup, then I think there there would be a little yeah. more accepting. Well, I think you know it happens, and just so happens, we might mention Graham a few more times in this podcast, where we have a young man I won't mention his name, an incoming freshman who. Brand new to football and just smiles ear to ear to That's ear. That's amazing. In the last practice we had just before the beginning of our dead period, it's amazing that he smiles. Um, and I don't know why he smiles because he's got so much to learn, so much growth. But I actually do know why he smiles because he, he drops almost every pass to throw to him. Almost every route he runs <laughs> is not where it needs to be yet. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have teammates or coaches that are saying, hey, get out of here and not letting him right. get the experience. Exactly. You know, Graham had thrown a ball one time, just kind of looked at me afterwards, not in, a, in an annoyed, you have a lot of other starters that would look at you, especially as a starting quarterback, and look at you like, ah, like, coach, get him out of here, we're wasting reps or whatever, and understand that, yes, we're going to win a championship, 
on the field. That's our goal. But our goal is also to make champions and build champions in life. And when you have young men that get that, yeah. and a young man that's brand, brand new to a program, that by the time Graham graduates, this other young man probably will still be writing, fighting for a second or third spot on the death chart for our JV. Mm-hmm. Graham understands that. I can still right. pour into him, still still be there for him. And that that's when I think it kind of ties into our next bullet point. It's not only important to know our why, but we have to share our why. Yes. You know, when, when I first understood the, the power of why and the importance of it back being a head coach in New Hampshire, I, I look back in hindsight and I knew what my why was, didn't share it with my coaches, didn't share it with our players, and just thought me living my why would be enough. And influence is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, we realize that so often people don't remember what you say, they know how you, they don't remember what you say, but they know how they felt when they were around you. Right. You know, most of our players, when they graduate, Five years after they graduate, they're not going to remember the details of specific conversations, mm-hmm. but they're going to know when I was around Coach Ty, I felt empowered, or right. I felt this way, or I was around Coach Hines, I messed up, or threw an interception, or missed a tackle, whatever, that he coached me up, but didn't get on me and degrade me and put me down. So I realized after a few years that I need to, it's great to know your why, it's important, mm-hmm. but I need to share it with others. Right. I need to share it with others, and then get to know their why. Right. I know what makes them tick. Because for some young men, it is, hey, I'm playing baseball or football because my home life's miserable and I just need to be away from the house. Mm-hmm. For some, it's, hey, I love it. I want to play at the next level. And there's there's countless different reasons why people do the things they do. Yeah. But it's important for us, for those of us that, uh, that are leaders, whether it's parent, coach, teacher, whatever, know your why, share it with others, but then get to know their why. Right. And I think as a coach, too, when you do share your why, you're actually teaching those kids, uh, your players, <clears throat> how to have them think of what their why is and learn how to share it. Because I know a lot of kids, especially in high school, um, especially boys, because I have three boys, you have a son, too. And uh, during that time, it's hard not to get, mention my daughters. You should <laughs> daughter, daughter, yeah, daughters, daughters talk. You know, it's <laughs> daughters talk. <laughs> yes, they do. Daughters talk, but sons, sons, uh, they, they start off good, and then all of a sudden they, they turn hit puberty to get to that one spot, and they're just like, how was school? Good. Yeah. And that was it. Every answer is good. But, you know, you, you just teach them how, hey, you also have a voice, you know, and, you know, share your why with everybody else. Like when Graham's out there, you know, he's going to learn his why, and he's one of the leaders of the team. He's one of your newly nominated captains, right? As a junior. As a junior. It's huge. And when he shares his why, he's teaching those upper, under, underclassmen come in, too, to that, that they can be vulnerable enough to share why they're playing football. Whether it's because you're good enough to make it to the next level or because um, stuff's going on at home and that's your, your escape. Yep. You know, and I, I could share uh, a kid uh, last year when we had our, um, our end of year banquet, he was sharing that the reason why he plays baseball. And he wasn't a starter, great kid. Um, he uh, said inappropriate stuff sometimes, so we had to teach him to calm it down a little bit. And so I made him come to me and ask for permission to talk. You know, I said, "Yeah, not talk like, but talk during the game." You know, you know, you know, talking smack a little bit. Yep. And I have to know, find out what he's going to say first because there's been some times <laughs> where he said some stuff I was like, "Hey, dude, you can't be saying that." But he shared his why, and his why was this: he played baseball because he transferred from another school and he was bullied. And there was a couple times he tried to, uh, you know, end, him, end, end wow. his life. And no one knew it until that day at the banquet, he shared that. And you could hear a pin drop in that room. And it, it was just so much 
um, bravery on his part yeah. to come out and say what his why was. He didn't say this is my why, but I knew from from you and, uh, and that other coaches like that that was his why. That's what that was his yeah. escape. He and the kids accepted him. The coaches and we gave him playing time. In fact, he got a hit against Coronado, which was great. And uh, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> but, so moving on. <laughs> but you know that's the thing is um, he 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 learned how to share his why. He learned to use his voice, and his voice probably empowered other kids on that team. So I love that you just said that. And obviously not knowing the situation other than what you just shared, not knowing a young man, the culture you're building over there at Benita, was this while you are at Benita? Yes. Yeah. At Benita um, is obviously one where the players feel safe to share that mm -hmm. because banquet or not, end of the season or not, mm -hmm. if you have someone that's gone through something as dark as that right. and shares it, mm -hmm. it means you're doing a powerful thing. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Definitely. I love it. So let, let me ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot here, which I always love to put Coach Ty on the spot. Oh, man. Um, if you had to in one sentence, what is your why? Empower young men. Son of a gun. I should have gone first. <laughs> um, and then that, that, now that, you're on the spot. Yeah, yeah. That, and I'm not going to change mine. <laughs> um, my, that, that word empower is one of my favorite words. It's huge. I'm a firm believer. You know, we always try not to preach to our, our audience, if you will. But both you guys, both you guys. I'm talking to two listeners. Well, in case there are more of you. Um, Coach Ty and our, our faith means everything to us. Yes. And, you know, the word empower for me is God has already given the power we have to each of us. And I think most people go to their deathbed not understanding the power they have, not fully understanding how much they're capable of. And for me, when I think of empowering someone, it's not giving them power. God's already given it to them. Right. It's helping them realize what's in them mm -hmm. and, and pulling that out. Um, so my, my why also is to empower as many people as I can. And that's evolved over the years to not just the players I'm blessed to coach. Because the number of times that they bless me is, is equally as amazing. But the, the coaches that I'm blessed to coach with, the trainers we have, the managers we have, the parents, the number of times I've sat in here or in someone's living room with a family that's going through some real hard stuff, just having a meal with them, realizing that if we change a young man's life in the football field or baseball field, they're going to go home happier. And right. I mean, not always show at, you know, at home. Sometimes there's more tension with mom and dad or, or whatever, not always. But if you're changing and empowering a young man or a young woman's life, there's a ripple effect. Yes. They're, they're going to bring that energy and that love for life and whatever it is home with them. And hopefully, prayerfully, throughout their entire lives. Mm -hmm. um, how has your why evolved over the years? My, my why evolved uh, over the years, you know, as, as you grow as a coach. You know, you know, different players, different coaching staffs that I've been on. So I've, I've never been a, a head coach of a program yet. But my... Yes, he's thrown that out there yeah. in the universe. But you <laughs> we'll see what happens. Way. Someday I, I, I may. Yeah. Baseball or football? Baseball, of course. Thank yeah, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know those plays. You were talking about bar stuff, and I was like, I don't know what you were talking about there. All I know is there's X's and O's, and I feel like playing tic-tac-toe. <laughs> but um, We'll be playing chess. You play tic-tac-toe. Right? And, you know, my, my way changes all the time because, especially baseball, I started from Little you, League. You just did a, uh, I don't know, my hands there. You're like, you went to go fold your arms. I did? Kind of like a Ricky Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I was like, I'm on camera now. But uh, my wife's changed, my wife's changed since, you know, I started coaching from T-ball all the way up to now to my, probably my 10th season as a, as a high school coach. And that's ranging from uh, freshman year to varsity and, and JV. But uh, my why changes every year. Pretty much to me, it changes a year. I, I I'm gonna I like to sit back and observe, 
and I observe what's going on. I see what kids need this and that. I know uh, this year, one of our kids wanted to be a leader and he didn't know how to be a leader uh, as far as the way he talked to the kids and boosted them up. He was more of getting on them all the time. Whenever they did negative, anything negative, he would be on them. And so I, I pulled him aside and I you know, talked to him, hey, part of being a leader is encouraging your team and building them up. You know, they know. Everybody knows when they make a mistake. Yeah. Everybody knows, you know. And, you know, if I make a mistake here on the podcast, I know you're going to be on me in a heartbeat laughing. 100%. 100%. You're welcome. You know? <laughs> but, you know, every kid doesn't want to make a mistake. They don't want to strike out. They don't want to make an error. They don't want to throw an incomplete pass. You know, they don't want to drop an interception or anything like that uh, or miss the goal, you know, in lacrosse. I had to throw something else. Oh, well, yeah. Besides the two. So why get on them about it all the time you know build them up no hey keep taking that shot keep making that pass keep taking ground balls it's going to happen yeah. you know um so once he learned how to do that and started empowering his team and building them up you can see a transformation in the team attitude and it was just one kid other kids start seeing that and they stop getting on each other when you see them stop getting on each other and start clicking as a team that's when you know i did my job it may not be on, i'm on them all the time but i have to let them learn yeah. And I know sometimes you've got to step back and let them do it themselves. So my why is I, I love building up young men and women for the next, for the next chapter in life. Yeah. And, um, and we say men and women. And, and, and that's the thing. is like when you get to the high school level, they're transitioning, transitioning into the adulthood. And we need to start treating them like young men, young women. So when they go in there, they know they got the responsibility of a young man and young woman because they're going to be, they could be on their own, you know, so we can help them like, Hopefully, be that little voice in their heads like, "Hey, this is the wrong, wrong avenue I'm taking." It. So, uh, what's nice is like I, and personally, I love it when they're 20, 28 years old, thirty years old, coming to me and saying, "Hey, coach, that's yeah. another why." Yeah. I love it because I made that much of an impact to like I may not be dad or mom or whatever, but I am coach to them, and that's 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 amazing to me. Yeah, I love that. I actually received it. And this is so outdated in today's day and age. A handwritten letter. Mm -hmm. A week or two ago, I, th I think I may have shared with you. Yeah, um, from a young woman that I never coached. Right, I coached her boyfriend, but they didn't start dating until after high school. But she would come into the weight room. I would help her with some lifts, and then uh, throughout her high school career, spoke at one of the senior projects she had. But she took the time to write me a handwritten letter saying that she and Jordan, her now boyfriend of mm -hmm. two and a half years, uh, you know, that helped change her life. Right, and I, and I can't remember a single conversation with her specifics. Right. I remember moments of being with her in the weight room. Mm -hmm. um, and you just never know. Yeah. You know I, th I think kind of goes back to, we talked about having our why steer all we do. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the biggest critiques I ever received my first year coaching was from uh, an assistant coach I had. No, my first year. It was my first year as a head, it was my first year as a head coach. We had lost every game. We got our teeth kicked in. And uh, one of my now best friends, Derek Stank, uh, who just stepped down from San Marcos, but when he was my line coach, I remember one of the practices we had, and I was hooting and hollering, getting all amped up and yelling, and he's like, Coach, you gotta calm down. I'm like, what are you talking about? The kids are running down to get some water, we just finished the drill. And he goes, I know you love this, but if, if you're all amped up and stuff, what's gonna happen in the game when you're all amped up and we start losing? Mm. And I remember like it was yesterday, I looked at him, I was like, I'm gonna be the exact same way. And he had not coached with me before, and this was maybe week two or three into our season coaching together. He goes, we'll see. You know? And it, he brought up a good point. We can't be all positive and energetic and yelling when we're winning and we're losing, have a completely different demeanor and be you know, attacking coaches, attacking players. And I've seen, right. I know we both have, yes. the worst of the worst of that. And you see it with players sometimes, too. 
the players that yes. say yeah, they're, they're captains, they're leaders, they're all about the team, and then they start losing or throwing an interception, and they blame the line. We had a young man a few years ago, stud athlete, um, much like Graham, but unlike Graham, and I'm not knocking this other young man, I won't say his name, when things were going well, he was the best. He was talking everyone up, and there we threw an interception or something happened. It was always someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. He was tagging. And you really saw a, a kind of a character issue there. Yes. Um, I think it's important as coaches. So getting back to my first year, we lost every game that year, every single game. And I started each game amped up and ready to go. And when we were down by seven, stayed at that same amped up level. Down by 14, sometimes we were down by 40-something. And staying, <laughs> staying at that level... And the reason I share that is I think your why is going to drive you in all that you do. Mm-hmm. How you are as a husband, a father, a grandfather, yeah. a coach, as a firefighter, as a teacher. Um, one of uh, We had our 7-7 seven seven, uh, just last Wednesday, I think it was. And uh, we had very low numbers that day. Graham was one of two starters, two or three that were there. So we had some freshmen in. We had some other guys that were still relatively new, didn't know what they were really doing. And one young man from the other team caught a touchdown pass and he starts like hooting and hollering yeah take that you little kid or young boy or whatever he said nothing really derogatory nothing bad but one of our new coaches came up to me afterwards and said coach how do you handle yourself in this situation how do you not yell back at the other player and I just said to him I said you could be rooted rooted in your why and we talked a lot about why so he knows what that means I said if you know what your why is it doesn't shake you right you know, we're walking down the street after we record this podcast go out to grab some lunch and someone yells us and attacks your character, probably not going to shake us because we know who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think when you know what your why is and you know what is driving you each and every day to get out of bed in the morning, to look to be a blessing and empower other people, certain things are going to shake you in life, but they're not going to break you. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference there because you can be, you know, I'm not going to get emotional now, but two days ago, I'm going to call my father passed away. Right. Still devastating, still heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now I'm telling myself, don't cry, don't cry. Um, and I did put a video out there. Obviously, I think some people, you know, good number of people saw it where I was a 13-year-old schoolgirl, snot bubbles, yeah. balling. Puffy face. And, 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 I, and I'm okay, yeah. And I'm okay with that because I think that's part of my why is if I want to bless and empower people yeah. and I only show the fun times, the good times, right. there's going to be someone out there, a young man, a young woman, or someone our age or older that thinks less of themselves and thinks, well, I'm not as strong as Coach Ty. He always has it together, or Coach Ty's. No, we don't always have it together. Mm -hmm. We fumble, we stumble, we fall a lot, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think part of our empowering or desire to empower other people is say, hey, here are my strengths. Let let me help you learn from me. Here are my, not the crying's a weakness, but my struggles. You know, and, and learn from that also. Right. And and that, that that's what gets me going. Right. That's what changes. And I'm going to go back, circle back, just one quick second, to how my why has evolved over the years also. And I think it comes through, we hear it all the time in coaching. You know, we want to help them become better young men and young women outside of the sport. Right. But then you look at some coaches who brag about how they never see their family during the season. And they brag about how they, you know, the team comes first. I love my team. Mm-hmm. I would say our team, but we're not coaching anymore. I love our team. I know I you love your team. My face. <laughs> I want him back. I want him back because he was more than just a get back coach. Um, I love our team, and I, I I know our team knows that. I tell a young man I love them all the time because I do love them, but they don't come first in my life. My faith comes first, and a real close second right there is, is my my wife and kids and my mm-hmm. grandsons, and my why drives everything I do. Mm-hmm. I can't. I think too many coaches with best of intentions pour into their young men and young women and go home 
and they're drained. And dismissive. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 and I get it. Yeah. You're drained, but you're not communicating with your wife. Right. You're not communicating with your sons or daughters. And and great that we might win some championship rings and feel good about ourselves mm-hmm. in the world's eyes, but we're failing our families. Right. So I think our why is going to drive everything we do. Everything. No, I agree, 100%. You know, it, it remind me, one of the stories you brought, brought reminded me of a story that happened this year, and I, um, I was talking to one of, a few of the kids, and like, it's like they were like, hey, coach, you know, they, they were talking about becoming fire, firefighters. And I was telling them, I was like, yeah, you know, it's like, I could be at work right now and stuff, but I'm here with you guys and stuff. And like, oh, they were talking about how much we make and stuff. And I was like, well, I lose out on a lot of money coming here to practice and come to these games. And they started feeling bad, and I said, no, don't feel bad. I'm here because I want to be here. Yeah. You know, and I said, tell you the truth, because we see a lot of stuff at work. You know, um, I could tell you a lot of stories about the different stuff. As firefighters, police officers, first responders, we see at work. And our escape sometimes is, is different avenues. Yep. And unfortunately, some go a different path than other ones. But my avenue of releasing everything was going hitting fungos to these kids over and over again. And I said, do you guys see a smile on my face when I'm hitting you guys ground balls and I get excited when you guys finally realize you know your potential and you know finally get that one ground ball you've been working on so hard i go that's my release that's why i'm here you know i don't care about the money i mean i can you know i can figure out other ways to make money but here my release here with you guys and seeing you guys go and then being able to go home and share it with my kids and 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 then here there because my kids don't play baseball but they run cross country and track and then i hear what they did in practice and what they've done better that's my release my excitement is for those kids young men, young women, how they succeed and get ready for the yeah. next chapter of life. And, and I think sometimes it's, it's not wrong to say our why of coaching, it is to bless and empower other, other people. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we understand the blessings we receive oh, daily. Oh, 100%. I say it all the time, most of, my, most of my family and friends make more uh-huh. money than I do. They make more money than I do, but I feel like one of the richest men I know. Oh, it, I it's, agree. It's because yeah. you can't trade. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I could make another... X number of dollars a year, yeah. have a bigger house, more cars, whatever it is, is that more fulfillment? No. You know? So um, I, I think we're wrapping up, Coach Ty. Was, I don't know if you could see on camera, she's kind of point over to the, the timer, which I saw here. We try, to, we try to keep these podcasts under 30 minutes. We're at 27 minutes now. So I think we've done a pretty good job to being out of this for so long. Right. And right. back in. Um, let's go one minute each. Any closing thoughts? Uh, I'll go first, or you can go first. Whatever you want. I think uh, just keep an open mind when you think of your why, and every year you come in and you and you want to um, spread your love and your joy with these kids um, and young men, young women out there. Just keep an open mind to it. You don't have to stick to everything all the time. Play to your players' strength. Play to your team's strengths, and uh, know your why. Just and live it. Love it. My final thought would be, you know, I think a lot of people don't know what their why is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the biggest uh, misjustices we do to a lot of high school student-athletes is we say, hey, what do you want to do when you graduate? And right. I think, uh, not intentionally, but they think they have to have their lives figured out at mm-hmm. 17, 18, right. 19 years old. How many people do we know in their 40s and 50s right. who either still don't know what they want to do or are in a job that they hate what they're uh-huh. doing? So my, my advice would be, find out what your why is. Find out what moves you, what lights you on fire, what drives you, and go after that. And if you don't know what your why is, Find out other people that are passionate about life. Mm-hmm. Find people that just seem to have a joy for life and go hang out with them, spend time yes. with them. And in that process, I think you'll find your why. And once you find it, share it with others mm-hmm. and help them find theirs. Agreed. Fantastic. Well, that wraps up episode 20 of uh, For What It's Worth Coaching Podcast. I'm Coach Ty here with Coach Hine. And uh, take it for what it's worth. Stay strong.